This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. At 1-800-919-3776. Talking a little Knicks. Having a little conversation about being a fan and how tough it is. That was, uh, you know, Gordon and I just talking about that and sharing our frustrations with <laughs> the teams we've chosen. Boy, did we make some bad choices. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bad – we made we, mistakes were made, Larry. There's nothing yeah. else you can say. Mistakes were made. No question about it. Let's go to the phones. Tony's in the car. Hey, Tony, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. What's going on, gentlemen? Just coming home from the game and being a Knicks fan since 1969. So my dad is 81. We go to the games together, and he's the reason why I've been a Knicks fan. I was 1969 – they were playing the Milwaukee Bucks. They were down by 20, and all of a sudden, I dozed off. He said, Tony, go to sleep. I went to sleep. The Knicks came all the way back. He came in my room and woke me up and said, Tony, they came back. Do you want to watch the game? The game went to overtime. I'm like, yeah, I've been stuck ever since. Wow. So my question to you guys is, what do we need? Because I'm looking at Quentin Grimes, and he's nice. But we didn't give up Quentin Grimes to get uh, Donovan Mitchell. What do we need? I mean, because I, I, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm looking at Obi Toppin, and it looks like Obi time might be done because he doesn't look the same since, you know, he's come back from the injury. And we look like we have too many of the same players. You know, RJ and Emmanuel, uh, 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 I mean, they're cute, they're nice, but we need something to get us over the top. And we don't have that. Nope. And I don't know what it is. And my last question is, is Mr. Robinson hurt? Because I didn't see him. Thanks, yes, Tom. he is. Yeah, Tony. He uh, hurt his finger early. In the, what's he got, a sprained finger? I think it's a uh, thumb, right? Oh, okay. Thumb, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got a sprained thumb, Tony. Thanks okay. for the phone call in, in the first half. So that's why you didn't see him. And uh, you you need a talented you need you need talent. <laughs> Gordon keeps telling you you need a prime. To, in the words of Dickie V, you need a PTPer. <laughs> a primetime player. That's yeah. what you need. That's what you need. You and need you're a right. superstar. Absolutely. And Tony, you're right. They have a lot of guys that play the same position. They do. They do. It's, it's why Barrett's playing the three. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a personnel nightmare. That's what they have right now, and they've got to find a way to, to you know get things better and straighten it out. And unfortunately there's really not a whole lot they can do to get the superstar player right now because there's not one available. No, no. That's, and part, of, that's part of the problem. It is. And Gordon, and I keep saying this, these guys now, they, they want to go someplace where they don't have to do a lot of work. Yeah. They want to team want, up with somebody else. Yeah. So they you, want don't, be, you don't just need one. You need a couple. You need three. Right. <laughs> so if you could, that's why. Look, I, I will say this for the Knicks. They are kind of building something here, right? Like before they, before this regime took over, they were winning, you know, 17, 20 games a year. Mm-hmm. They are certainly more functioning than that. They have more of a foundation in place now. They are trying to build something on their own. And they're not tearing it down and, and playing for, for ping pong balls and all that type of stuff. And unfortunately, this is what it looks like when you try to build something. It's not. It's, the progress is not a, a straight line, straight up. Is there's, there's there's peaks and va- valleys, and and especially when you don't have a top fifteen player, yeah, a top twenty player, yeah, twenty five. 
<laughs> well, I was going to keep going. <laughs> I'm but... just joking. <laughs> Jansen Yonkers, Jan, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Jan? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jan's gone. All right, Jan. Try, try us back. Richard is in Manhattan. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Richard? Hey, Larry Gordon. You know, I just heard a promo with uh, Kyle Shanahan talking about the Dallas-San Francisco rivalry. And he was a little off over that. Uh, he says it started back in the 80s. Actually, Larry, you probably remember. Gordon, I don't know if you'd remember. It started in the 70s. Do you remember the quarterback on the 49ers, Larry? John Brody. You know? Yeah, yeah, you I, yeah, I bet, yeah. San Francisco yeah, was just getting good. Now, I don't remember too many other players. This was after Bernie Casey. I'm sure Bernie Casey. No, although Bernie Casey was on the Rams, I think, and then he went into acting. But I don't remember who else they had. But they were pretty good, and they'd lose to the uh, uh, the Cowboys with Starback uh, mm-hmm. in the mid mid seventies to late seventies. You remember that for a while. Brody yeah. was good. You remember that? San Francisco became good for a few years. Not good enough to win. They never made it to the Super Bowl, and they never won. Obviously, they didn't win the NFC that, back then, but they were pretty good back then. I think they played the Cowboys a couple of times in the playoffs. You remember that, Larry, back then? Yeah, a little bit. I, I vaguely remember it, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember I do. who they had, though. I don't remember their running backs or their wide receivers back then, but it was way before Montana, I can tell you mm-hmm. that, at least six yep. years. Brody still had a little left in him, if you remember that. Yeah, man. Uh, Larry, you know the NBA this year, uh, Gordon, uh, you got three teams that have been dominant. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to the end of the year, but they, the three teams with the best records are Denver, Memphis, and Boston. And they're, they're, quite a, they're far ahead of uh, Milwaukee, and the other teams. Now, the three teams have one player each that are dominant. Djokic, uh, J- uh, John Morant, and uh, Jason Tatum. Right now, who would you guys say is the leading candidate for MVP right now? And if you said Jokic, three in a row. Has there been a player that's won three in a row? I don't even think Michael yeah. did. Yeah, I think Bird's done it. Oh, yeah? I saw this recently. Bird's done it. Uh, Russell did it. Bill Russell did it, and Chamberlain did it. And that's so those it. Are, yeah, that's it. Those Michael are the three. Michael never did it. Magic never did it. No, Kareem never. No. Shaq. Not three in a row. No. 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 That'd be amazing, huh? Yeah, it would be. It would I know be. Jokic is the is the betting favorite right now. Well, he's got Gordon. He's got thirteen triple doubles out of forty four games. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, the yeah. betting odds that I saw recently was it was like Jokic was the first overall pick. He was basically like even money. And then it was uh, Luka Doncic was the second choice. And then it was a bunch of guys in that I next can't see year. Doncic. How can you? How can Doncic when you have two I'm not telling guys? you I would. I'm just saying I, that's what the I don't the see it in betting. Then it was like Why would you bet on a guy that's going to have like the fifth or sixth best record in the NBA? It's impossible that he, John Doncic can make. John Morant is doing just as much as John uh, Doc, Dockage, yeah. you know. I don't know. And then, yeah. how can you go against Jason Tatum? <laughs> yeah, I, I would think Tatum is right there. Tatum's oh, yeah, right there, yeah. Richard. And, Pleasure uh, always, fellas. Thank right. And Embiid is always, Embiid is always going to be around. Embiid, as long as he stays healthy, Embiid is always going to be in that mix. Well, I'll say really one good. thing: if if Kevin Durant continues to be out yeah, and the Nets continue to fall down, he <laughs> maybe back, he's he'll... the MVP. Right? <laughs> Can you get an MVP by showing how valuable you are by not playing? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's a team MVP. Thanks, Richard, for the phone call. He's he's definitely the team MVP because they miss yeah. him. They really miss him. And then, unfortunately, Kyrie gets hurt. 
Oh, I missed that. To... When did that happen? Did, that, that, he, when did missed, that happen? he missed the last game. He had, oh, did he uh, really? Yeah, he did. So, you know, he's he's struggling now with the yeah. injury. So, you know, that's, that's – yeah, They still have Ben Simmons. I'm sure that'll work out. Uh, yeah, but he missed the – I don't know. I don't remember if he played the last game, but I know he had missed the game with the back issue. Mm. You know, because you know those backs. They just, always – Just when, just when everything was smooth sailing, they always say, wow, look at the Nets. They're putting mm-hmm. everything back together. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. All right, let's I see mean, if – Remember when he got hurt? Remember when Durant got hurt with the Achilles? And people yes. said, well, you know what? When he comes back, he'll be, it, it, it's one of those injuries you just get right back from. It's not going to be something long-term. He's had nothing but injuries since. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because some people, there were some people who were the other side of it, right? They were wondering if he was going to be yep, able to get back absolutely. because other people had suffered with it previously mm-hmm. and yeah. did not respond that way. But he's so thin. So he doesn't put a lot of pound, you know, doesn't put a lot of think. punishment. You wouldn't think, but it's not been the Achilles. It's been other things. So yes. I don't know whether he's compensated. I don't mm-hmm. know where sometimes you work so hard to rehab the injury that you weaken the other parts, you know. So it's it's just been crazy. But he's just like the, the sprained MCL. I mean, they'll evaluate him. What I guess the end of this week, early next week, and then you'll see what happens. He's got another two week, two weeks, maybe three. Yeah, that's that's a that's a crusher. It is. It is. Let's try Jan in Yonkers again, see if he's back with us. Hi, Jan. Oh, hi. We got cut off for some strange reason. I don't know why. Love your show. I didn't like that disaster of a loss that we, <coughs> excuse me, against this Wizards team. I just have two points to make. I think Tom should start playing guys off the bench, for instance, Cam, Redd- Cam Reddish, Derek Rose, Fournier, and I can't pronounce the fellow's name, Arcadaccio. I think his last name is. Oh, Ryan the guard. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we never seen him play this year because he's burning out the starters. <clears throat> it's obviously Julius didn't have his legs under him. And another thing, Chris Stapps, uh, all of a sudden, he's playing like an all-star. I don't remember him playing this well when he was with the Knicks. He was out more than he was in. Yeah. Well, he's available. So that, that's time? the big thing, Jan. He's available. Yeah. Now. <laughs> all this torrid shooting, I'm saying he's hitting these threes, and I'm saying to myself, Oh, my goodness, where was this when he was a Nick? And um, one more question. I don't know why Dallas traded him, and I thought maybe you guys would know, and thank you for taking my call. You got it, Jan. Thank Thanks you. for the phone call. I don't know, Gordon. I, I just thought that him and Doncic together kind of slowed them down a little yeah. bit yeah. offensively. They kind of got in each other's way. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, the Knicks have to improve the bench. I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, outside of quickly, they're not getting anything out of it. Nothing. And, and you can't you can't play the starters this much nope. uh, and expect them to to remain effective. Now, if you want to tell me that Cam Reddish should get some run, absolutely. If you're telling me that uh, Ryan Archidonacino is, is is the guy that's going to come in and save the Knicks, seat, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. And Cam Reddish, if they're looking to trade him, they're not going to play him because they don't want him to get hurt. Right, exactly. So he'll be glued yeah, to the they bench. Need to, they need to improve that. That's why That's why Fournier is sitting there because they don't want him to get hurt because they're having enough time trying to see if they can move him. Without him being hurt, you got to be stuck with him. So that's the other issue that you've got there. You've got some guys that uh, you know you want to move and you don't want them hurt. The other thing is, Gordon, and I don't know if it's going to take me, probably it's going to take some more time, but – Obi Toppin, we said it last night. Again tonight, he's he's not looked the same. He, no, he's, nope. he's got a ways to go to rehab with that leg. And you know how it is. Either the leg is okay, but he doesn't trust it, mm-hmm. or he or he still has more rehab to, to do on that leg. Yeah, it's he's one not of the looked, two. No, he's not looked like the, the same guy. 
Not at all. That not it's not all. like he's ever going to get, you know, 25 minutes to, to uh, ride through the bumps and, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not like he's... Uh, don't worry about what the, what the stat line looks like. You're going to get your 25 minutes every single night, and you nah, you go out there and and you improve on the fly. That's not going to that's not going to happen. And now with the I short- think Ryan uh, Archidinagado is going to get into the game before uh, Obi Toppin gets 25 minutes. <laughs> and now with the shortened rotation, Gordon, you can't afford to keep him out there too long because if he's not doing anything, you got to go back yep. to a starter. You mm-hmm. can't afford to keep. You can't afford it. You really can't. So they they've got to make some moves on this roster. And I don't know. I, Court, is Derrick Rose done? I mean, for him not to be able to play with with Thibodeau, something's going on. He must be done. Yeah, uh, that is that is surprise. Certainly because of the relationship, you would think if out of those guys that are on the bench, right, the guys that never play, Qu- uh, uh, Reddish, Rose, Fournier. Out of those three, you would figure that Rose would get some run. But, you know, you like what Quickly's doing. Yes. Uh, obviously, you love uh, what you've been able to get from Brunson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know how many more minutes they would have. You know, McBride, they give McBride some time as well. So, um, you would think that if anybody's going to get off that bench, it would be Rose. But hasn't happened so far. Has not. Really hasn't. I've only seen him, like, once in, in about two months, it seems like. It's crazy. It is. We'll continue the conversation with you on the phones at 1-800-919-3776 on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Super Box Bonanza, Larry. Over $35,000 cash and prizes. Each box comes with additional prizing, including... Mm. Yeti coolers, Knicks nice. and Rangers sweet tickets. Those are sweet. Ooh, sweet. Ooh. Sweet in more ways than one. JBL nice. speakers, fanta- Fanatics gift cards. I thought it said fantastic. No, Fanatics gift cards. A whole lot more. I really should probably read these ahead of time. Plus, the big game payout will be 500 bucks in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and then the grand prize, the final score, yeah. wins a trip yeah. to Resorts World Bimini in the Bahamas, oh. plus $2,000 cash. Oh. You can get your boxes by listening to DPH and Rothenberg, Barton Hahn, and the Michael mm-hmm. K Show now mm-hmm. through February 3rd. They're going fast, people. Yes, and are. it's all brought to you by Bartison Premium Home Cocktail Makers, Slomans, Resorts World, Bimini in the Bahamas, PC Richard & Son, Grand Marnier, an award-winning blend of fine cognac and orange liqueur, and 98.7 ESPN New York. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Well, I tell you this, Gordon, our sponsors want to make sure that when you get, to, when you get that trip, uh, you you can experiment with some of their fine products. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> Come on, you know that that, that that's that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. Some good. Thank, thank our sponsors for that. That that you know this is this is the biggest bonanza we've had, Gordon. We've been doing the Superbox bonanza for a while, but this yep. is. I mean, thirty five thousand dollars. That's, that's no joke. Lot. No, a lot of no, money. Lot of money. Lot of money. Back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hello, hey guys, how you doing? Hey Jose, what's going on, man? Um, I'm all right. Um, no, nah, I'm not too. I'm not doing too well. <laughs> right, you got to make up your mind. How you doing here, Jose? I mean, you know, I, I'm doing fine, but this okay. Nick team kind of frustrates me because it's like yeah. I, I said I called in a couple of days ago saying that they that they look like a team that's going to beat up on the teams that they're supposed to be and kind of be 500 against the real good teams. And for them to lose to this Washington team kind of just you know upsets me. 
And then I'm, I know I'm going to be even be more upset because then the clamoring for trade everyone for a superstar is going to start coming. And that's exactly what I don't want to do because I kind of do believe in the plan. And I know that the picks are arbitrary and everything. But, you know, what? I, uh, the only way the only way I got the only way we can get some um, we, we I rather believe in the hope of drafting the Donovan Mitchell than trading all the picks and all the young guys just to be three games better, which is what the Cavaliers are right now. So I, and I just don't, and I just don't think that that's great, great sense for the future for the Knicks, but I hopefully do think that they can try to get out of this funk because they should be winning these stretch of games before the next, next rough ones come up. I hear what you're saying, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. And yeah, it, it is. You want to trust the process, Gordon. I mean, as a Nick fan, that's what you want to do, and I hear what he's saying, but you just don't have the faith in the team, even though it's a new regime. I mean, you're right, but you 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 passed up Donovan Mitchell. You took Frank Nilakino over Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, so you know, so so I hear what you're saying, but I think you have some concerns as to whether the front office can pick the right players and can make the right deals and not be taken. So this is where you are now with this team. And, you know, after the first free agent situations, Gordon, you're, you know, let's be honest, you're a little concerned about what what this team, what these guys can do. Yeah, I mean, look, they've they've established at least a little something going here. Uh, We'll see. But they've always, I mean, during this entire run when they've played like they've played, we've all admitted they're scraping up the, against the ceiling of how good they can be. This is about as good as they can be. Mm-hmm. Now, there's six teams, in the, obviously, in each conference that make the playoffs. It's also clear this year there should be five, right? Yeah. Like, they're not yep. going to do that because it's not like you qualify for the playoffs because, by just being that good. You know, they're going to take six regardless. And there's, there's five really good teams in the East, mm-hmm. and, and there's going to be a team that's going to be six. The Knicks hope it's them, but there's, I'll say this. They have, they're a lot closer to the teams below them than the teams in front of them. Yeah, they are. There's no question about that. They are. There's no question about it. You're right. They are, they are closer, and that's why they need to get some more talent. So we'll Absolutely. see what happens at the trade deadline, hopefully. Uh, they'll make some moves and, and get, get some people and make some changes. I'll tell you one thing. If Kyle Kuzma wants to come here, he pretty he had a, he's had a pretty good audition the past two games against the Knicks. He would he would be a good piece for the Knicks, no question. Yeah, but he's again he's, he's not he's not top. No. At the end of the day, the only thing that's going to ha- satisfy fans really is if you get a top ten, top fifteen player. Right. And right. and what's really now that we're is this year three for Leon? Yeah. Are we any closer? No. I mean, that's what he was brought here to do was to go out and get a, a superstar player, bring a superstar player to the Knicks. And I appreciate right. that they're trying to build something and put something together so whoever that superstar is, they're not just coming here to be the savior by themselves. But it really doesn't seem like we got a path forward just yet. No, we're, we're struggling. Uh, and, and I think part of that was because of, of uh, Tibbs' reluctancy to play some young players early. But he's not doing that now. We can't complain. He's giving guys opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now maybe mm-hmm. you, you'll get a chance to see what you have and other teams will get a chance to see what you have. And so now maybe you'll be in the position where you can make some moves. But listen, they're playing well. Here's the thing we know right now, and it, it's a low ceiling, Gordon. <laughs> I grant you it's a low ceiling. Mm. They're entertaining. They're competitive. They're in every game. 
You've got some really good. You've got some some potential with some young players here who you can watch grow. But the thing is, what's their ceiling? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? What's this? Are, are these young players that you're cultivating right now, are, are the Quentin Grimes and the Obi Toppins and the Emmanuel Quickleys, are these guys going to be all-stars? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is, I mean, R.J. Barrett? I mean, the, the, the Nick fans aren't even voting for him to be an all-star. You know? So where 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 is the talent here? And so that's... That's the question that you have to have. Or are these guys really, Gordon, just going to be like really good role players and they're going to be really good NBA pros and you need guys like that on your team mm -hmm. when you have superstar players. <laughs> yeah. But if, if, you, if you're holding on to those guys to be part of the, the squad you know, that, that rounds out the team, yep. where, where, where is the pieces that are going towards bringing in the superstar? Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's for sure. More of your calls next, and we'll talk some Knicks and some football on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Gordon, something about that music. That NFL music. Oh, I love it. I love it. So we see us in New York tonight. On 987 ESPN. Oh, Gordon. Oh. I need some highlights right now. Well, Giants oh, fans are hoping for some highlights uh, come this weekend, right? Oh yeah. Saturday they'll night. Some. They'll have some. You know what? For the Giants fans, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a highlight right now. Let's listen to Chris Canty. Chris Canty was on Greeny this morning. You know, Greeny, 10 to noon here on 98.7 ESPN. And he says, from a defensive standpoint, Jalen Hurts, look out. If you're a Giants defender, you damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. And I'm not saying it's anything malicious, but football by nature is a physically violent game. So if Jalen Hurts wants to be a runner, if he takes off, then you treat him like a runner. That means physical gang tackling. And when he's in the pocket, you have to contain him. Don't let him break outside of the pocket, but you storm the pocket and you try to put physical hits on the quarterback. You try to cut this dude in half. He's still playing. You hear, you hear his voice? Yeah. Somebody needs to tell Chris things have changed since he stopped playing. You try to tear somebody in half. Chris is ready to go. Yeah. Chris oh, is, yeah. No. Look. He, he's in the three-point stance. Mm -hmm. he, he's ready. Yeah. He is ready. And that would be scary. It would be. It would be. He's a big fella. He moves well still. He does. I mean, I still remember that, that time at the, 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 the LaGreca softball game. Mm -hmm. where everybody was standing around talking and Chris got a hit and, and ran down the line and, and everybody was like, it was like one of those, it was like almost like when somebody is a really good hitter and, and the ball sounds different coming off yeah. their bat. Yeah, yeah. He ran down the line and it was like, what was that? <laughs> he was moving. He was hauling. And, and, and look, it wasn't like we had the track team on our side of the field, so it really jumped out. <laughs> he's, a, he's a talented athlete still, still. Xavier McKinney was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, and he says the Giants are ready for Philly. It's going to be a tough, not a tough challenge. It'll be our third time playing them, so it'll be tough. But we'll be ready to go. I think we've 
all done a great job of preparing so far, and we know what type of game it's going to be. So for us, you know, we just we we going into it with the same mentality we had last week. We're going to go out there and fight. We're going to go out there and compete, and uh, we're going to try to go out there and just get a win. A.J. Brown says, we didn't show the Giants everything in the last meeting. I think first time we just came out and we just executed. You know, second time, they didn't really play a lot of key guys. And, you know, we kind of held back, too. So it'd be good on good. Nick Sirianni, give us an update on your quarterback. He's better today than he was two weeks ago, right? And he's continuing to get better, and he feels good. I'll let him tell you how he feels. All right, so let's ask Jalen Hurts. How do you feel, but most importantly, you think the Giants are going to go after that shoulder? It's football. I got a hit. I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. How good would it be to have Lane Johnson back in the lineup this week? I don't know the you know the depth of the whole entire situation, but um, you know I know he's a true warrior, and I know he's eager to be out there with us. And that'll be a decision that he has to make. Gordon, uh, I had forgotten that he had not been around. If he if he is able to get into this lineup, that's going to be something else that the Giants are going to have to deal with. Yeah, no question. Um, and a lot of it to me comes down to the quarterback, just how healthy is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know he wasn't on the injury report. He practiced fully today. So uh, I'm sure that's the last we'll hear about it unless the Eagles lose. Because right. if the Eagles lose, you'll hear, well, yeah, you know, he was better than what he was, but he was still kind of banged up. He was still dealing with it. This is not the type of thing that you get over in that time frame. Mm-hmm. All I know is he's a guy who's played one game in a month. Yep. Uh, yep. And coming off an injury and a team that's not exactly playing their, their, their best, they're not peaking right now. Now, maybe, mm-hmm. they flip the, maybe they flip the switch on Saturday night and yep. they just roll over the Giants. I mean, that is, that is possible. It is they possible. did play them one time this year where they ro- basically rolled over the Giants. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a, there's a few red flags to me looking at that game for the Eagles side of things and, and, and how the Giants are playing after. And again, it's, it's only Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This is a step up in class for sure. But the Eagles, there's, there's some red flags there for me. Uh, the fact that they're coming off the bye – the teams sometimes struggle with that, and their quarterback, him being banged up and not playing his best at this point of the season, that is another one. Yeah, no question. There's 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 reasonable doubt for yeah. this game. There's reasonable doubt for this game. Uh, you know, and listen, we've seen it. The most talented teams don't always win, especially when you got a one game elimination like this, you know, you get a bad game and, and you know, great teams, bad game and you, you're going home. But I tell you, it's all I want, Gordon, since I'm not a Sixer, since I'm not a, um, not Eagles an Eagles fan, fan and not mm-hmm. a Giants fan, all I want is an exciting game. And I expect that I will get an exciting game. Well, I'll Saturday say this. Night. If there's a scenario where the Giants can beat the Eagles, this is it. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way, right? Okay. Eagles have not played well. The quarterback has played one game in a month. They're coming off a bye week, and the Giants played last week and are playing their best football right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are generally a team that does not get blown out. Now, they no, did get blown out by the Eagles earlier this year. <laughs> or a team yeah. that does not get blown out. <laughs> so I will have to preface it with throwing that into the mix. Mm-hmm. But I think the Giants are playing better now than they did then. Yeah. And... um the quarterback, to me, that one, uh, that worries me a little bit. I hear you. And what the what the Eagles were able to do in the first game was they, they shut Saquon Barkley down. He had yep. Him. Well, look, if you, can take, if you can take him away, that's a, 
That's a big takeaway from from the Giants. It's not like they have a, a long list of, of great playmakers, and certainly nobody as good as Saquon. Mm-hmm. And out of all the quarterbacks that are left in the in the postseason, there's only one guy who has not won a playoff game. Yeah. And he will be quarterbacking for the Eagles on Saturday night. Yeah, this is true. And, uh, you know, the other side of it is just what Chris said that the Giants are going to do to Hurts is the same thing the Eagles are going to do to, <laughs> to Daniel Jones. Contain him and try to, you know, keep him from running. It, it should, on paper, it matches up to be a fascinating game, Gordon. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is, this is what the weekend's for. I'm so good. Gordon, I've been doing all my chores early this week because I don't want to be disturbed. No, got my and, list early. Cross the, the stuff Saturday off. and the Sunday. Uh huh. It's the it's the last big bang, right? That's I mean, it. It's the last hurrah, rounding That's them up. It. That's it. It's, it's going to be over soon. Go back to the phones. Trey's in Texas. Trey, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Am, am I on the air? Yes. Yes. Did, did I wait? No. Did did I? Am I the one? Am I the one? What one? The one that want I want the Bimini the Bimini trip. No, I want the Bahama no, no, no. trip. Did you right. hear did them say out? listen to Damer and, and Hardesty or Hardesty and Damer at night? Did you hear them say this, that in the promo? This isn't wait wait so wait. You, you could be listening no a reason. long time. You're not getting any trips to Bimini on this show. So so at least tell me that this is the place where can I get a token <laughs> to Hunt's point? Because I don't want to yeah. talk about uh, the Knicks tonight. You, you know can talk I'm about saying? the Knicks. Yes, you can. Like. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me, man? We let this man Kyle Kuzma come up in the garden oh. and rock out tonight? Mm-hmm. That's what we did tonight? Uh, and he, he beat you all the other game, too. Beat you in Washington. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell, tell you something. Let me tell you what I did tonight. I'm going to tell you, I didn't even watch the game. So I'm not even going to front like a fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch. You know what I did? Let me tell you what I did. I had to take care of a bag tonight. I, I, I just secured a big, a big catering in March. So nice. I had to take care of that tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I had to take care of that. So it it started off five nothing. Am I right? Yeah. It got ugly. I a, yeah. I, yeah. I, right, I dropped the remote and walked off. <laughs> I, you, you know what I mean? I said I got business to handle. I can't do this tonight. You know. You know. Julius Randall ain't worried about my lights. You know what I'm saying? No. I had to. I had to Gordon. I had to go Bronx tail on him real quick. Mickey, Mickey Mantle ain't paying my rent. I, I hear you. That's a fair fair assessment when they're giving you that little. Exactly. But but lo and behold, look at the bright spot in that lineup. Boy, that point guard is a nasty so-and-so, ain't he? Yeah. They got that right. They got that right. So good. So good. And I don't know if this is going to keep Tibbs around longer, uh, uh, a year longer than he should because they got that right. But I think you guys are absolutely right. Me being a chef, I'm not trying to dote on myself. I'm going to give you an analogy. That is exactly what we have. We have a bunch of sides. Mm-hmm. Side dishes. We, we do not <laughs> have that tomahawk from Salt Bay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got, man, we got some asparagus. We got some corn on the cob. But we are, we are, de- we are d- deprived of a protein right now, fellas. Yep. You see what I'm saying? We're deprived of a protein on that plate right now. I need a tomahawk steak. I need it medium well, and I need it ASAP. And I need it basted with the little with the rosemary leaf and all that, man, and the butter. All right, Trey. All right, stop, 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 stop. Oh, I got God. the analogy. Stop. You're killing me. Oh right now. my I'm God. To, I'm about to make a run to the refrigerator. Leave me alone. Stop. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got I got picks forthcoming, fellas. I wouldn't talk it if I haven't done it. You know you, you know, and you know that, Larry. You know my you know my past history. I G, do. Larry, G, Larry. Let me tell you something. This team is going to keep doing this, and what scares me the most 
is that they're going to do this in the playoffs. Then we're going to get there. And it's going to be a Trey Young sighting somewhere or something like that. It's going to be something really ignorant that comes out of this. And I'm, I'm going to be mad and we're going to be upset. I got one more for you. Uh, this is not for you, Larry, because you're not a Yankee fan. Gee, I heard that the Yankees are in on jerks and pr- profile. What do you think about that? Uh, it doesn't really do a lot for me. It ain't um, splashy, right? It no, it's, splashy. doesn't have to be splashy. It's just, uh, you know, he's been around for a while. I, look, it, I, anything that I can do so that I don't have to see Aaron Hicks out in left field, I guess I would <laughs> Amen, do. Amen, brother. Uh, Amen. But, hey, I'm ready to I'm, I'm ready. To, look, I'm ready to give Larry a glove. He can get out there and play a little left. I don't want to see Aaron Hicks out there. Larry, get your glove. Nah, you'd rather see Aaron Hicks. Mm. I don't know, Larry. I mean, if you can avoid running into the the shortstop, uh, that might. I can I, I can do that. Yeah, I can avoid running into the shortstop. That's easy. Right. That's that's easy. Easily done. Easily done. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Daniel Jones has a better chance to win. Listen, man, Lord knows I want the Cowboys to win. Have y'all watched San Francisco play? I look at this game with Daniel Jones, and and it has a lot to do with what he's done. I think Brian Dayball is a literal genius at what he's done with this team Mm -hmm. and how he's got this team to play. And the other part of this is that athleticism Mm -hmm. that Daniel Jones is displaying right now, now you playing 11-on-11 football, which changes everything about how you go about playing defense with the New York Giants. All right, that's Marcus Spears giving his thoughts on uh, this couple of the NFC games this weekend with the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. This is ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Get to the calls in a second, Gordon. I, it's interesting because I guess I guess he kind of sides with you in a way um, because really, I mean, I still wonder, is is this the week that that rookie quarterback, like, runs into the wall? It's got to happen sometimes, Gordon, you, doesn't you would, it? You would think. You would think, although you talk about surrounding an, unex, an inexperienced uh, yeah. player with talent. I <laughs> yeah. mean, geez, Louise. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good spot to be dropped into, for sure. But you would think at some point, yeah, that, that the rookie quarterback is going to get exposed. And it, it would be one thing even if it was like – you know, a guy who played all season and he was a rookie, right? right because then he's right. not really a rookie. But exactly, he's played six games and he, and he looks great. I mean, no question about it. But you and would think that as this as the competition, you take a step up in the competition, that eventually that that would show up. And if if Dallas comes the way they came at Brady, they could make his life a little. Now the difference is obviously that he can move a little bit, and you know where Brady's going to be. But, you know, when Dallas turns on their defensive mindset, they're pretty tough. They are pretty tough. Oh, no. I mean, Dallas's ceiling is a Super Bowl championship-level yes. team. There's no mm-hmm. question about that when they play their best. Its problem is, is they just have such a variance between their best game and their worst game. I mean, when they look bad, they look really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And do. I still – the quarterback sometimes worries you a little bit. The coach certainly sometimes worries you. Mm-hmm. And they've decided to throw in the field goal kicker to also worry you a little bit. How about that? <laughs> Just to make as if Just as if you weren't already concerned. Yeah, <laughs> as if you weren't already concerned. Unbelievable. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? 
What's going on, guys? Buddha, what's happening? I mean, you know, I, Papa Lodge told me to tell y'all, you know, shout out. He couldn't call it. He wasn't feeling well. But, you know, he was texting me while the game was going on. And I was just telling him, you know, as you guys were talking about, you know, um, how you become fans of teams and how they become across the bear and things like that. You know, my father, I think I told you a story before, Uncle. I mean, you know, we grew up in a house. It was always about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it was a Monday football night game, you know, and um, the Jets were playing the 49ers. Richard Todd, like, came back in a second. I mean, they lost the game. I mean, this was like when Montana and DeBerg were still splitting time. You know, and then, like, um, they, they, the 49ers went up at, like, 30 to something. And then, I, I, you know, Todd came back. And it was exciting, man. And I was, you know, I was like, yeah, I like the Jets, man. And my father looked at me. He said, "Yo, boy, you're stupid." You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't listen to that man, yo. And I set myself up for suffering. But I did dodge a bullet with the Knicks, you know. And I was telling Papa Lodges too. You know, I always talk about this. I mean, you know, the Knicks were like when I was in my formative years as a fan, as a young fan. I mean, they were really bad, you know, that late 70s and in the, in the early 80s. I mean, you had Sugar Ray and then you had uh, Bernard. But both of them, you know, their, their, their stuff got cut short for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I just never got attached to, to, the, to the team, you know. I mean, I, I root for them more now than I did when I was younger. But I've always been like a Philly fan. Oh, yeah, by the way, I can't wait to talk to you on Monday after that um, game. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. But, um, you know. I always became a Philly fan because, you know, one thing about Philadelphia, in New York, we've had stars like with the Yankees, with the Mets. I mean, the Giants had LT. You know, the Jets have Freeman McNeil and the Sack Exchange, but I wouldn't call them stars like that. But, you know, when you look at the Knicks, I mean, God, you know, it's been a drought. You talk about getting a star this year. You know, I, I watched Doc go to the Sixers. You understand? We done yeah. went to two championship games, 1-1. One, one, then when Doc got old, we got Barkley. Then, you know, a few years passed. It was a little stretch. Not too long. Then we had Iverson. And then now we got Embiid. Like with the Knicks, like in the last 20-something years, all you had was Pat. And Pat, when he was in Georgetown, seemed different than what he was when he came to the Knicks. I'm not saying he was a bad player. You know, he gave his heart and soul. But when those knees went out, yeah, you know, and done. then also, like, he just wasn't a, like a communicator. You know what I'm saying? He had the heavy, thick accent, the media, and a lot of the fans, they never attached him. So he never really got his flowers the way he should. And it's just been like, I mean, Jalen Brunson, he's a great player, you know, great point guard. But even him to a certain extent, I mean, there's no pizzazz or panache. He's a good player. But they, I mean, good God. I mean, like, like I feel, you know, like you talking about your son, huh? Like, yep. none of the young people in my family, none of them like the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They, they, they like Durant. The Knicks is a thing. <laughs> they're, like, they're not even interested in watching them because they haven't had that dude. And yeah. you got to get one of those dudes sooner or later. Like, guys for like 30 years, bro. It's been a while. It has been, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And you kind of – see, here's the thing with Carmelo was Gordon – you're like, well, he – Somebody who's really good wants to come here. Yeah. So you really, you really, that, that's what hurts so badly that they, those teams couldn't do better than they did. Because here was a chance where, okay, you know, you had somebody, but once again, just the same way with Ewing. Okay, you had Ewing, but you didn't have the same level of talent around him. You had 
role players around him for the most part, with with exceptions. And then, you know, like, could, could it have, what would it have been like if Bernard King had been alongside Patrick Ewing? Of course, right. Okay, and then you have Oakley yeah. and, and the late Anthony right. Mason and the rest of mm-hmm. those guys. Okay, uh, you know, then, wow, you got something. That, that would that would have been a team, you know? And it's the same thing with, with the teams in the 90s. You know, you had Patrick Ewing, but you didn't have the, you know, you didn't have that second person. That was that was ready to to go to battle with him. It was like, you know, Patrick was shooting jumpers or in the paint, and you know, every nobody else was. They were only scoring eighty points, and he was scoring mm-hmm. <laughs> thirty five. He scored seventy percent of, and everybody else was filling in the rest. So you yep. just never had that, and you and you you get Carmelo Anthony. It's the same thing. Yeah, and, and look, with the way the Knicks are approaching it now, it certainly leads to a more entertaining product, right? Like you can flip on the Knicks games and you know, not tonight, but generally five minutes into the game, if they're losing, the game's not over. They can fight back and they can win their share of games. But unfortunately, with the way that it's drawn up, trying to find a superstar, there's, there's a couple of ways you can do it, right? You can, do, you can certainly sign one as a free agent. Knicks have not been able to do that. They've not been able to trade for one. And then the only other way is to get lucky with the ping pong balls, and they've not even done that. Yeah, it it always right. seems like they're one away, or you know, the the year they have the third pick, they take R.J. Barrett, who's a nice player. The year before, it's Luka Doncic, who's the third. Oh, I mean, could you imagine if Luka was here? Yeah, they oh, had gosh. him instead. Oh, you know, I mean, it would be oh. a completely different scenario. So, uh, it's um, it's tough to find those guys. It's tough to land those guys, and the Knicks have not been able to do one. I mean, when they brought. Leon here, the, you thought that that was clearly the path that they're going to go, and they've stockpiled some assets to be able to land one of those guys, but those guys don't become available very often. No, they don't, They ha- and they haven't, and they haven't. So, uh, you know, that's that's the frustrating thing, And but, you know, at least it, it's so funny, Gordon, because you have the money. Before it was regimes, well, they didn't have the money to get free agents. Well, you got mm-hmm. the money. Then it was other regimes where we don't have any young players. We traded all our young players for older guys. Well, you got nothing but draft choices. Yep. <laughs> you got nothing but draft choices. And you still can't get what you want. It's, it's just, it is so frustrating being a Nick fan. It just is. And we're not patient because we've been patient. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're not patient now. We wanted to, like, how much longer do we have to wait? Right. Yeah, I, I need an update. Right, like, I'm willing to wait, but I need an update. I'm not. I'm we? not just willing to take your word on it at this point. I'm gonna need. That's I'm so gonna true. need an update on when it's when it's arriving. You're absolutely to, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. You know, because and, and and the other thing is not that we hear from the folks over at uh, no. Two Pen. No, <laughs> no. I mean, like they don't want to be the bearer of bad news, so they don't say anything at they, all. They don't have any news. <laughs> <laughs> like on the back of the milk carton. It's it's very um, – and look, I don't need them to tell me stuff all the time, but every once right. in a while, once a year, twice a year, that would be nice to actually hear from the people running and, and what's the plan. Yeah. But it seems like they know that they're going to get criticized. And look, there's a portion of the media that is so anti-Nick, I kind of get. Mm-hmm. But you got to kind of be above that, I think, and, 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 and not let that bother you as much as I think as it does. Yeah, and and eventually you have to forget about the media and talk to your fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about what the media says. The fan base wants to hear from you. We already hear from the media. You're already getting killed by the media. So what else is new? It's not that big of a deal. All right, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. All right, be good on the radio tomorrow. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night following Rangers Bruins. That should be a good one. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Up next. 
Conversation continues with Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN New York. My father looked at me and he said, yo, boy, you're stupid.